this week's parsha, Parshas Kisisa, uh, carries within one of the uh, difficult stories of the Torah, perhaps the greatest debacle, the greatest downfall of the Jewish people as a whole, when it's only 40 days after the giving of Torah um, at Har Sinai, and the Jewish people create and serve the Egel Hazov, the golden calf. As the story famously goes in the Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu goes up for 40 days in order to receive um, and to be taught the Torah by Hashem, and he comes back, and according to the uh, mis- miscalculation of the people, one day late. And in that one day, the nation chose to create that idol and serve it. The story of the golden calf, the eagle has a hoof. The Gemara tells us that really the story makes no sense. In other words, it makes no sense that the Jewish people should fall for this. They were at a very exalted state, spiritually speaking. They had left Mitzrayim. They had been preparing for the giving of Torah. They saw Hashem Himself. Um, heard the Ten Commandments that Sarah said from Hashem. Um, and therefore, the Gemara says, it really didn't make sense for this to happen. But that Hashem was, so to speak, setting the stage for it to happen. Hashem brought them to a place that made it possible. But why? Why would Hashem create such a situation? Why would Hashem put them, um, or, or actually uh, make it, see to it, that they should fall in such a terrible way? Says the Gemara, that it was all litin pele lechazirin betshuva, or litin pesach, in order that people should be able to come to the concept of tshuva. In order to be able to reach that great, that great advantage of tshuva. Now, on a simple level, what the Gemara is telling us is that people in later generations who might be sinful should always be able to have something to look back to and say, wow, if they sinned so terribly and did tshuva, we can do tshuva as well. So that is for a later generation. Hasidus explains, though, deeper. It was for them themselves. They were at the level, they were at a very holy level. They were like Sadiqim. And Sadiqim is wonderful. But there is a certain strength, a certain power, a certain greatness to tshuva that they would never have attained, never would have had if they didn't sin. And therefore, Hashem brought it to be in a way that they should sin so that they themselves should reach the great advantage, the great power of tshuva. What's the great power and advantage of tshuva? And there's more than one correct answer to that question. But one idea, one angle of understanding the importance, the greatness of tshuva is that through tshuva we're able to reach and we're able to elevate and transform even parts of the world and parts of ourself that ultimately, that otherwise we would never reach. In other words, in this world there's impurities, there's unholiness. The one who's always doing the right thing and always doing good is wonderful but never reaches the ultimate impurity of this world, never touches the ultimate unholiness of this world, because they never get involved in it. They're never there. They never touch the, the, really, the truly impure, the truly unholy. Once a person does sin, so suddenly a new possibility has been opened up. Because when one sins and then one does a full and complete shuva, one is able to elevate even those sins, even those negative things that happen, turn around, and become holy as well. And that's something that without tshuva, one just never reaches there, one never gets there. So of course we can never choose, and we can never say, therefore one is going to sin. But once one sinned, one has now a new capacity of transforming something that until that point was never able to be transformed. And that's why Hashem, so to speak, needs that we should also be bali tshuva. And therefore sets the, the, sets, sets the scene in such a way that people do sin, because then they do become Balchuva and then they're able to transform even then.
We find here in the story of the Egel that when they sinned, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, He says, um, go, go, go down from the mountain because your nation that you brought up from Israel sinned. Kishich es Amcha, who's your nation? Says Rashi, that he's talking about the Erev Rav, the Egyptians who joined the Jewish people who were never really sincere converts and they're your nation because you, Moshe Rabbeinu, took them out of Egypt. Hashem is indicating they're your people, they're not my people even. After the story of the eagle and after the tshuva and after everything, and then Hashem comes to Moshe and he says, take the nation and bring them up to, to, to Eretz Yisrael. And Rashi says, those people who till now were called your nation, Moshe's nation, now Hashem says, okay, now they're the nation, now they're my nation. Because through the story of the eagle, through the sin, and therefore the subsequent shuva and repentance, even the lowest of the people, even the ones that were, so to speak, totally disconnected, were now able to be transformed and become Hashem's nation. This idea that even very negative things that happen, even the worst of sins that happen, is all part of ultimately a divine plan and all helps us to reach a much greater place and a higher place and, and fulfill Hashem's um, will and purpose in the world is also seen by a very beautiful idea in, in the Haftarah that we, read, that we read after the Parsha. The Haftarah is the famous story of Eliyahu Hanavi where he had the um, contest, so to speak, between him and all the prophets for idolatry, the prophets of the Baal. And that day, there was many Jews who were idolatrous and there were many false prophets. They were called Nevi, Habal, the prophets, or the Baal. And Eliyahu Hanavi arranges a contest and he has you know, so many of the Jewish people are there and they're watching and they come to the top of the Mount Carmel. Eliyahu Hanavi says, you, you people choose an ox and I'll choose an ox. You'll bring it as an offering to your deity, to the Baal, the idol. I'll bring my ox to, uh, as an offering for Hashem and we'll see who is the true Hashem. And of course they bring their ox and they sacrifice it and nothing happens. And, Mish, and Eliyahu brings his ox and a fire comes down from heaven and people recognize the truth of Hashem. One of the great moments of, 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 um, of history and of awareness and of revelation of Hashem in this world. But the Medrash tells us, and Rashi brings it, a very interesting episode. And that is that when the prophets of the Baal took their ox in order to bring it for a sacrifice, the ox wouldn't budge. It wouldn't go towards those prophets. It planted its feet in the ground and try as they might, the ox wouldn't come to them. And then it says that the spirit of the ox began talking to Eliyahu Hanavi. And he says, he says, it's not fear. We're two oxen together. We were born together. We grew up together. Why is it that the other ox, the one that you chose, is going to be brought for a sacrifice to Hashem? And I am being brought for a sacrifice to, to an idol. One ox is being chosen for the ultimate mitzvah, and I'm being chosen for the ultimate sin. Why is that ox better than I? Said the spirit of this ox chosen for idolatry and therefore was standing there again feet firmly planted in the ground not budging and Eliyahu spoke to the ox to the spirit and he says he says just as the ox that I'm going to bring as a sacrifice to Hashem is here is fulfilling its mission to reveal Hashem in this world to reveal godliness in this world you're going to do exactly the same thing you by being the ox that's going to be a sacrifice for the Baal are going to be part of this mission, of this goal, of revealing Hashem in this world. What a powerful message. One acts a mitzvah is being done with, and one, a sin of idolatry is being done with. But they're both ultimately part of the divine plan, both serving the goal, both bringing Hashem into this world. And that's the story of the Egel Hazav, and that's the story of sinfulness altogether. We never should or are allowed to choose sin. 
But when there is sin, when there is a downfall, uh, personally or collectively, we have to look at it and understand that ultimately that's also part of Hashem's mission and goal. And ultimately, only and through that, through those sins and through repenting for them properly, we're able to reach a much higher level and fulfill a much greater calling of transforming every aspect of this world to Hashem until the time when it will be evident in every aspect of this world how it was all there only to fulfill Hashem's mission, bring Hashem and reveal Hashem in this world with the coming of Mashiach may be very speedily in our time. Have a wonderful Shabbos.